This is session six of the law of one. I had to break it down in two parts so you can see because there's a lot of content here that I need to share, but it's too long to do it in just one video. So I promise I'm gonna get the second video part two very soon. But with that said, let's not waste any time and start right away. Roll intro. This time we're gonna do something different. We're gonna start with our regular format and then we're gonna to go together for the last questions, which is a bunch and I would like to just interact with them as I explain them to you. So if you remember last time in session five, we were talking about healing of the body and the mind and we let the spirit out for this session, of course. So let's get right into that and then we're gonna get into the other question that is gonna be our regular format. We would like to continue the material from yesterday. This is well with us. We proceed now with the third part of the teach learning concerning the development of the energy powers of healing. The third area is the spiritual complex, which embodies the fields of force and consciousness, which are the least distorted of your mind-body-spirit complex. The exploration and balancing of the spirit complex is indeed the longest and most subtle part of your learned teaching. We have considered the mind as a tree. The mind controls the body. With the mind single-pointed, balanced, and aware, the body comfortable in whatever biases and distortions make it appropriately balanced for that instrument. The instrument is then ready to proceed with the graded work. All right, let me cut this short a little bit so I can explain so far what they have said because we have two more parts that they talk about in terms of this question. What they're saying is that basically the mind and body, once it's healed and has an alignment, it's an allowance and it's receptive to the spiritual energy. And that's why they say the spiritual uh, part or the component of the mind-body-spirit complex is the least distorted. So once this becomes available for the mind-body, then the spirit can actually work as a shuttle or communicator, like they say, because it allows the energy to flow much better without the distortions of our mind and our body. I'm talking about the upstreaming of the will, which is basically what we're thinking and wanting to do, becomes a lot more congruent, and the downstreaming of what they called uh, wind fire, which is the, the communication or the consciousness that is coming through the spirit to the mind body becomes a lot better. But there's more to it, and let's continue with the other two parts. The healing ability, like all other what this instrument would call paranormal abilities, is affected by the opening of a pathway or shuttle into intelligent infinity. There are many upon your plane who have a random hole or gateway in their spirit energy field, sometimes created by the ingestion of chemicals such as what this instrument would call LSD, who are able randomly and without control to tap into energy sources. All right, really cool stuff they're saying here. So once this channel is open, basically the healing abilities become available to the healer. And then they talk about like people that have taken LSD have kind of puncture as opposed to naturally align with their mind-body-spirit complex and have this funnel, this, this gateway into intelligent infinity. 
um, they have punctured kind of this membrane, if you will, to the higher realms and different consciousness. And they start, that's why there's a lot of neurological disorders and the people that have taken large doses of LSD. And it kind of makes sense because what they're doing is that they're opening the gateway without any control. And that's why they say that even though, you know, they may be or not, you know, entities that want to help, they still have access to this and it can be a little crazy. This is why one of the things that I talk about is that psychedelics should be taken with a lot of care, especially because I am a big proponent that plant medicine is completely different than synthetic um, psychedelics. So just a side note there. And the other thing that they're saying that it's pretty cool is that they talk about what, um, what it becomes for the healer, the lifestyle of the healer, that for others, it looks like miracles, but for the people who are healing and who are doing this work and have basically any type of connection with intelligent infinity, it's actually like commonplace. It's something normal that they do. And this has a lot to do with once you find your passion and your purpose here and that fire that you have inside that you want to do things, it becomes a little bit like this. So even if we are not healers, as long as we are in that path of finding our purpose and finding what we want to do. And again, it has to do with the healing of the mind and body when you find your passion because we often don't perform our passion and do what we like because we have distorted uh, ideas of our mind and our body. And we need to heal those first before we start doing our passion. So a little side note there that if we want to follow through and connect with intelligent infinity, we need to follow our passion. All right. So enough of this spirit part. If you have any questions, leave them in the comments because I love to talk about this stuff. Let's get into the second question, which I think is pretty interesting. We're going to cover it again in this format, and then we're going to go run through the other questions together. It seems to me that it might be an appropriate time to include a little more historical background of yourself, possibly information having to do with where you came from prior to involvement with planet Earth, if this is possible. I am, with the social memory complex of which I am a part, one of those who voyage outward from another planet within your own solar system, as this entity would call it. The planetary influence was that you call Venus. We are a race old in your measures. When we were at the sixth dimension, our physical beings were what you would call golden. We were tall and somewhat delicate. Our physical body complex covering, which you call the integument, had a golden luster. In this form, we decided to come among your peoples. Your peoples at that time were much unlike us in physical appearance, as you might call it. We, thus, did not mix well with the population and were obviously other than they. Thus, our visit was relatively short, for we found ourselves in the hypocritical position of being acclaimed as other than your other selves. This was the time during which we built the structures in which you show interest. Aha, a couple of cool things that they said here. First is that they come from Venus. And even though they left already and they're obviously not there, it was a long time ago, they do mention that they come from Venus in this solar system. And it kind of makes sense as you get to know them more. The other thing is that they made a mistake and that's why I put a star where it says sixth dimension as opposed to third dimension is what they meant to say. 
Now, this is not me saying it. This is the people from LNL Research that made the annotation because they realize that in the future, when they talk about where they come from, which is the sixth dimension, they say is a uh, there's they have no body. It's a it's a body of light, basically. So they have no physical body. And they were talking about the physical body that they had in the past, which had a golden luster. That made them, when they came here, look different than others. And they really didn't like the idea of other people looking at them as gods, basically, is what they, they're trying to say. And so they left. But that was around the time that they built the pyramids, because those are the structures that they say that Don has interest on. So with that, let's get into the questions that uh, I want to do as a round with you. And we're going to start with the next question because time of is of the essence. And we're going to go into the question 6.5. Now, here, Don asks, how did you journey from Venus to this planet? Ross' answer is, we use thought. Yeah, deal with that. All right, the next question is, would it be possible to take one of the people at the time from our planet and place him on Venus? Would he survive? Were conditions on Venus hospitable? The third density conditions are not hospitable to the life forms of your peoples. The fifth and sixth dimensions of that planetary sphere are quite conducive to growing, learning, teaching. Now, okay, so this is the cool part where they explain that Venus is no longer hospitable for third density beings like us. And um, it's also right now possible to the conditions of entities that are in sixth density and fifth density as well. So while for us, Venus obviously is inhospitable because of all the conditions and the sulfur acid and everything in the atmosphere, um, there is a different dimension or frequency at which fifth and sixth dimension or density beings actually can live there. So that's what they're talking about. We are not the only type of entity that exists. Obviously, we have a type of body. Fourth density has a different body. Fifth density has a different body. And sixth density kind of doesn't have a body, but it does in a degree of what it actually means to have a body in this universe, but it's also made of light. So let's not linger anymore and go into the other questions. Don asks next, how were you able to make the transition from Venus? And I assume the sixth dimension, which would that be invisible when you reach here? Did you have to change your dimensions to walk on the Earth? Ra says, you will remember the exercise of the wind. The dissolution into nothingness is the dissolution into unity, for there is no nothingness. From the sixth dimension, we are capable of manipulating by thought the intelligent infinity present in each particle of light or distorted light so that we were able to clothe ourselves in a replica visible in the third density of our mind-body-spirit complexes in the sixth density. We were allowed this experiment by the council which guards this planet. Awesome. So 
let's go into what they actually mean with the uh, manipulating of matter, as they say. They used thought to travel here, but they also used thought to manipulate matter because of the density that they're at. And if you remember how they built the pyramids, they manipulated the intelligent infinity present in the matter to create the pyramids in the same way they kind of created a body to which they could kind of um, just enter in and, and body here in the planet. And they did it as a replica of who they were. So that's all they're saying here, that when they travel from Venus to here, they did it in a way that they manipulated the, uh, the matter so they can create the body that they wanted. That's it. That's all they're saying here. Let's get into the other questions especially because they're talking about the council. And that's the next question that Don asks. Where is this council located? Don asks. This council is located in the octave or eighth dimension of the planet Saturn, taking its place in an area which you understand in third dimensional terms as the rings. Then Don asks, are there any people such as you find on Earth on any of the other planets in this solar system? Of course, Ron needs to ask, do you request space-time present information or space-time continuum information? And in this case, what Ra is doing is asking if they're asking about the present moment or something in history. And that's important because they need to know what kind of part of time they're talking about. If the past, the present, or sometimes even the future. So of course, Don says both. He wants to know both. Here Ross says then, at one time space in what is your past, there was a population of third density beings upon a planet which dwelt within your solar system. There are various names by which this planet has been named. The vibratory sound complex most usually used by your peoples is Maldic. These entities destroying their planetary sphere, thus, were forced to find room for themselves upon this third density, which is the only one in your solar system at their time-space present which was hospitable and capable of offering the lessons necessary to decrease their mind-body-spirit distortions with respect to the law of one. Now, this is amazing because they're talking about Maldic. If you don't know what Maldic is, it's also called Tiamat in other names. And that, like I said, it has a bunch of different names. It's also the asteroid belt because Maldic was a planet that was between Jupiter and Earth, or actually between Jupiter and Mars. And Mars was a satellite of Maldic, actually. Now, they get into some of this stuff later on in other sessions, but I want to leave you with the idea that Maldic was actually destroyed, and we're going to get into that history as well in this uh, Law of One book, the first book that we're covering, the first 26 sessions or 20-something. And Maldic actually exploded, and that became the asteroid belt. Now, they're talking about who was here as a third density. And again, as you'll find out in other sessions, what happened? What was the destiny of this people whose planet were destroyed by uh, terrible things that happened there? And they were placed here on Earth. So this is a great opening for Maldic and what it really is. And remember, Maldic, um, we're going to get into that here. But Maldic was a planet that existed here with Earth in the solar system and was obliterated and caused 
the asteroid belt and also they talk about the comet being part of that uh, water body just like the oceans here the comets blew up um, or became part of the, the comets became part of the solar system as Maldic blew up and now they that's why they have this weird elliptical uh, shapes around the solar system but let's continue with the other questions and uh, here Don is asking specifically how did they come here this is the people from Maldic he wants to know how they came here and now this gets into very uh, interesting stuff. Now, Ra says, they came through the process of harvest and were incarnated through the processes of incarnation from your higher spheres within this density. This is pretty cool because what they're talking about here is that they were, they were harvested. And we're going to get more into harvest in the next part of this session because... As you can see, it's pretty long already. But the process of incarnation is another cool thing that they don't talk about much here, but we know from other sources that they took the spirits and people from Maldic. And I think we get into this in the next couple of sessions when Don asks about Maldic and how you know this process happened. Who are the people from Maldic? Is that the spirits were taken from Maldic and incarnated here through a process that Maybe we'll get into it as you know we go we go along with the sessions, but just to leave you there, all the spirits, all the people, basically in in uh, in Maldic in that planet, after it was obliterated, they were taken here and they were incarnated in Earth. So that's one part of Maldic that I had to talk about, and harvest is very important. So let's get into the other questions. So Don asks. How long did this happen in our years? To which Ra says, this occurred approximately 500,000 of your years ago. And again, you know, this is why we're talking about a, a planet that exploded a long time ago, created this asteroid belt. And I'm gonna get a, a little bit ahead of myself here, even though it's not part of the law of one, you can see in some of the research that's been out, why Mars has half of the planet, it's kind of like, a, shocked it's almost like rocks were spilled on top it's it's almost like the surface was completely blasted and the other side of mars is kind of um it has a uh, like a kind of normal uh layer of land if you will if you compare it to the other side so mars when the planet exploded and everything that happened afterwards was blasted with rocks and uh, and debris from from Maldic. So we're gonna get more into Maldic, I promise, in the next sessions. But let's continue on with what they they keep asking here. So Donna now asks, is all of the Earth's human population then originally from Maldic? Now this is amazing. This is awesome. And to this, Ra says, oh boy, here we go. This is a new line of questioning and deserves a place of its own. The ones who were harvested to your sphere from this sphere, known before its dissolution as other names, but your peoples as Maldic, incarnated many within your Earth's surface rather than upon it. The population of your planet contains many various groups harvested from other second dimensions and cycles third dimension spheres. You are not all one race or background of beginning. The experience you share is unique to this time 
space continuum. Wow. Okay. So basically what they're saying here is that, first of all, Don is asking if the population of Earth, humans, and some animals, I believe too, are originally from Maldic. And Ra is saying here, and I'm not sure if Don picked it up as, as he should have at this moment, and I don't blame him, but Ra is saying that our population, the spirits that live here on planet Earth, it's not the usual thing. And let me explain this. When we have a planet in the solars, um, in the galaxy in general, the confederation of planets, which is something that we're probably going to get into in the future a lot more, they decide what to do with the population of the planet once it goes into harvest. So imagine the confederation of planet, the council itself, as something that is managing the populations of different planets. Now, normally what happens is that a Let's call it. Let's call it a planet. Planet in any in uh, in any solar system, any stellar system, whatever you want to call it, around a star, goes through the process of harvest. They usually take them to another planet. Those who didn't pass the test, those who didn't graduate into four density, let's say, and these people are placed in another planet, brand new planet. This happens normally, but Earth has a bunch of civilizations from or races spirits from other planets we are basically um uh, an experiment as they will say here that they were allowed to do because we are like a population of a vast amount of planets within our cluster of stars in the galaxy so this is what Ra is saying here when they say that you are not all one race or background of beginning because most of the planets they start with one population or one entity one type of being and they either graduate them or they have to move them to another planet because of the harvest process and they say that the experience you share is unique to this time space continuum which means that the experience we have here on planet Earth is unique to the whole galaxy or probably to the whole universe because of all the different populations that they have to move. Now, speculation says that this is why we have so many different races. We have Asians, we have uh, black people, we have white people, we have Indian people. And this all ties in with the Anshars. And I know I'm getting a little bit you know, out of boundaries here, but it's just to show you the mix of spirits and incarnations that we have here. And this is not counting wanderers and people like the Melchizedeks who have been here helping us for a long time. So with that, I know this is a little confusing, but if you have any questions, please leave them in the comments because like I said, I love talking about here. And I'm sorry to do this to you, but this is the next question that Don asks. And he says, I think it would be appropriate to discover how the law of one acts in this transfer of beings to our planet and the action of harvests. But this will be continued because as you can see, this is a pretty long video already. And I had a lot of fun doing the research for this and gathering all the information that I already had for uh, for for this session because there's so much into it. Now, there's a beauty that I just love reading and just re 
visiting over and over again when it comes to this history of our galaxy and our solar system and just the universe in general. So again, part two is going to come up soon and I will discuss the rest of stuff. I mean, we're going to get now as Don asks the harvest, what the harvest actually is in terms of what happened to Maldek because he's interested in that. We're going to talk about the cycles, the cycles that we're talking about that bring uh, about the harvest and other stuff that is relevant. It's really cool stuff that I like you just noticed I couldn't put in just one part. So with that, again, if you like this, please actually like it, subscribe, put the notification bell, all those little things that uh, will remind you of part two and other uh, videos that I put out. Remember, if you want to join the Facebook group or anything else, my links are in the description box. And I guess I'll see you in session two where we cover this and more stuff. Thank you for watching.